Hi, I'm Anna Marie Cox, and something is wrong at the silo. Hi, I'm Daniel Dresner, and Anna, I too think something is wrong with the silo. Something might be going on at the silo. I have my suspicions, Dan. (laughs) (laughs) This is Space the Nation, where we talk about politics through the lens of, eh, you know, if you're listening to this... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is a special episode of Space the Nation where we're kind of going off book, but we are talking about the second part of season one of Silo on Apple Plus, yes. which just concluded, I think, a couple of weeks ago, and which Anna and I, I think, both thought was was pretty engaging. And worth I wasn't about. as fond of the second half. You know why? There was no Will Patton, among other things. There was no Will Patton. And we found out what we sort of found out what's wrong at the silo. We found out what was wrong little. at the silo. And actually, I, I it was, oh, go ahead. It wasn't super satisfying. Like, well, like, so first of all, I did want to point out that I, I think in our previous episode and listeners, if you're interested in this, go listen to our, our previous episode where we talk about the first four episodes of the silo. Didn't I joke in that about how, like, what if it turned out that the real secret was that the actual narrative was pretty much correct, which was sort of true. Yes. And I, I remember. I've read the books a long time yeah. ago mm-hmm. and I did remember that. <laughs> I remembered that the outside really is toxic, toxic, yes. that that's, that is one of the revelations is that things are bad. Yeah. So uh, by the way, now, obviously major spoilers, we're going to talk about all of the spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So yeah, if, the outside it really is toxic. Yeah. So let's just be clear. If you want to be surprised and like want to watch the show, watch the show now. Come back, and then you can hear us talk about it. So how should we start? Should we start about what we liked and then kind of didn't like? Well, I was going to suggest that we talk about what the reveals are first. Okay. And then we can talk about what we liked and what we didn't like. So let me go through the reveals. Oh, you prepared. That's so sweet, Dan. (laughs) Anna, I did. I'm not going to lie. I wrote some stuff down, but I wouldn't call it prepared. Instead, like, I have a kitten on my lap, so... (laughs) Readers, listeners, she does have a kitten on her lap. There's no denying this. Okay, here we go. So this is what we all learn as viewers about what is going on in the silo. First, we learn that IT has cameras everywhere and can observe most, but not all of what's going on in the silo. We also learn that the silo is not run by Judge Meadows, but rather by IT director and acting mayor Bernard Holland, and, and that he's pretty much the boss of judicial as well. Judge Meadows appears to be sick, and we don't really know much more about that. Uh, alcoholic. Was it alcoholic? I thought oh, yeah. I thought she might have the sickness. I wasn't sure. Like, it, oh no, no, oh, no, 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 no. Okay. She's like, there's like bottles around the apartment. Oh, good pickup. I did not. Pick and she's up like on mixing that. a gin. She's like mixing a screwdriver okay. or whatever it is they have. Got it. Like, yeah, she's an alcoholic. We learned the th- or yeah. rather, she's drinking to numb the pain, alcoholic or no. Yes. We learn that the selective breeding thing is real and that Juliet Nichols is, in fact, an accident. It seems pretty clear that the silo does not want very curious people to to grow up. We learn, most importantly, that the world outside the silo is, in fact, toxic. Evidence, indeed, of what potentially is a nuclear war level extinction event. But that those who exit the silo are fed the same video suggesting it's actually a verdant paradise, which, among other things, perhaps causes them to clean. It's a little weird. We also learn, most importantly, that there are more silos. I think we see silo number 18 or like there's the number An 18. unrealistic number of silos. Yeah, like all say. right next to each other. Like this did, yeah. this was something where like I couldn't quite figure it out, where like it looked like there were silos every 
basically 50 yards from each other. And like, I'm not sure how you can have all those silos right next to each other. And most important, we learned that there's a reason IT's heat tape sucks. (laughs) Because that's how those sent topside wind up dying. And because Juliet, when she is sent outside, which happens in the last 10 minutes of the last episode, is given the good heat tape from Supply, she lives a lot longer after being sent out to clean and chooses not to clean and realizes everything that we learn. On anything on this? Okay, I kind of want to start with almost each revelation, but maybe we'll go back from the from the last one. Okay. The heat tape thing. On the one hand, genius. Like, yeah, I, that re- check I, out I, heat tape, Dan. I, I and like it was a per like I have to admit like I I think after doing this podcast for a long time I've gotten pretty good at picking up oh that's going to be relevant later yeah, on yeah, that's yeah. going to be relevant later on did not guess for a second that the heat tape mattered no nope. like that was genius yeah, yeah that so was wonderful the heat tape as a as a Chekhov's heat tape thing genius yeah. loved yes. it however uh-huh. as the thing that it does like the yes but you know the part that it plays right. I mean, so you know, again, like, where am I going to draw a red line here, right? Yeah, it's it's the mark of a not great show if you have a little bit of trouble with you know the weight of disbelief in random places. I feel like, Mm -hmm. and because I you if you buy in in the in doing the show, you kind of learn one if you can buy into the big premise then usually mm-hmm. you're along for the ride for everything, right? And if it's right. well done enough. I think sometimes things fail where, as a science fiction reader, I'm willing to buy into the big premise because I love genre. It's not on the right. strength of the actual writing or the mm-hmm. actual like plot or whatever. And I feel like that's sort of what happened here is like, all right, I'm along for your ride. You know, the, I'll, I'll do it. But then it starts to be yeah. like, I notice all the little things. Yeah, The heat tape being the, the failure point Mm-hmm. I'm like that seems real specific. Like <laughs> that seems like if you're gonna intentionally have people not be able to survive out there, why not right. do something like with their oxygen? Like why not? Well, like why make so? It, that seems like such a random thing to do. Okay, so this is where maybe I'm doing a little bit of work for the show, but I think part of this is we don't entirely know why they die. Like we know that the outside is toxic, but we don't know why. Is it due, and I'm assuming it's due to air, that like that there, it's still a poisonous air. And what I'm assuming is, is that poor heat tape means that in the end, they're breathing you Right. Know, it just bad seems air. like a weird yeah. place to make your failure point if you're intentionally sending people out to die. I think it's the fact that we were both surprised by it actually suggests that maybe it okay. does. Okay, all right. It, totally it's not fine. A, it, now, now yeah, I do want to say I assume they send them. They intentionally sabotage them, not in order to make sure they clean. Although that's a nice, you know, side benefit, but because right. they don't want it to be obvious, things are not things are terrible. Or things are not terrible. See, okay, like this if is people the big- walked away because that would mean people walk away. That'd mean every time you send someone to clean, they leave right. the crater. And that would be like a mystery for people, right? Like that might make people think, oh, well, there might be people out there. Okay, so this is where I dot entirely, how do I put this? I can't figure out why, let me put it this way. I think that the reason that they have- You're okay with the heat tape, but the whole like, but but this is the part that you don't like. Well, the part that I don't understand is why are you making them think in their last moments 
as they're being sent outside, that it's lovely out in contrast to, which suggests that everything they had believed up until that point is a lie. Right. So your argument is that they do this. This is, there's two, there's. Okay, go ahead. They, 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 they put the happy, the windows screensaver. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Windows 95 screensaver. Windows 95 screensaver heads up display. Yeah. Right. Yeah. To get people to clean. Because, right, because human they instinct like, to be like, oh, you should it. see this. You should right, see right. it. And yeah. then they do the heat tape fail or whatever because mm-hmm. they don't want people leaving that little crater. Because if people so if went think, over the crater, there's going to be some Christopher Columbus, right? That like, or Lee Barrickson or someone else that yeah. is like, you know what? Maybe they, Maybe that's not the end of the world. Maybe that's actually, there's more beyond that. But if you have everyone guess, die in the crater. But you're not saying that they create this fake like Windows 95 thing so that those still in the silo have hope, right? No, because, no, like, no, no, no. Because they, okay. there's no reporting back. Right. See, I have a slightly different theory as to why they're doing this. They're just and cruel. maybe this. No, what they are trying to do is weed out curiosity. How would what they I weed think out? See, if no one sees the Windows 95 screensaver. What does it do for anyone in the silo? Well, the one thing that I could you could argue is that if they're out, if they go outside and they just see it's a bleak existence, they might not necessarily choose to clean. But the cleaning doesn't really matter. Like they like to have the cleaning. It matters a little bit, but yeah, no, you're right. It doesn't matter that much. But also, like it's just maybe it's just too sad to see at that point. Like I I, I think it says again does nothing for the people inside the silo. All you're doing is offering a picture to someone who's already going to die. Right. But I think what you're doing is like the whole, like all of the sort of relic stuff, all of that. Maybe this is a conspiracy theory of mine, but I think one of the things they're doing with a lot of that is trying to take the people inside the silo that are convinced that something more is going on and filter them in a way to push them outside so they don't foment an uprising. And one of the ways they do it is by suggesting the show. So I they, don't know. So I, they've I, I, planted the rel- so they actually want people to have relics because if people have relics, then they they'll want, get curious yes. about the outside. So they actually right. like the Georgia so the Georgia guidebook. Re- yeah. They actually planted that. I'm not saying they planted it. I'm but saying they're okay with they it being actually, out there. They're okay with it being out there because what winds up happening is it draws certain people to it, and those people then get sent out. Yeah, I don't think so, Dan. All right. Because you that the amount the amount of control you'd have to have over a population to like I mean, only that's... get the only get the curious people and to not have uh, the curious people inspire curiosity in others. But we know that among other things, they limit who can procreate because they are trying to, I think, weed out curious. People. Right. But what if what if a curious person like doesn't come across a relic or whatever? They're still curious, and they're going to no have harm, curious no kids. Yeah, maybe that's fair. I mean, I, mean, I, I think, again, I think right. this is way too elaborate a conspiracy theory. Like, and still, and yeah. one more thing, still doesn't explain the Windows ninety five screensaver. Yes, yes. Although, yeah, that's true. You could and like, be the other right, part that, but the, the, this yeah. Windows ninety five screensaver only the only reason I think it really mm-hmm. there's two again, but the main reason is to make sure people die. But they're going to die anyway. Well, to make I sure mean, like, that I, if they take off their helmet, they die. They'll yes, get tempted but, to take off their helmet. The Windows 95 screensaver makes them tempted to take off their helmet. 
but they were going to die anyway because they have the shitty heat tape. That's like, you know. But they might make I'm, it over the crater or whatever. I, I guess, which is interesting. That No, I'd leave it this way. I think it is interesting that we don't see really completely the reaction, but it was striking how when Juliet chooses not to clean, people get pissed off about that. And then she walks over the, do you remember she chooses not yeah, to clean? Yeah, I'm not and really like, sure. I think, I think some people are pissed. I think some people are just tumble. more like, oh, you know. Like what? maybe confused, and then she does walk over, and right. like if you remember, like the IT, uh, uh, what's his Bernard. face, uh, Bernard, is wigged out by that because like it, at one point he's oh like, yeah, oh, and God, he runs to another room and like what is in yes. that room, the server. Oh, room. that I, that I was pretty, I was pretty certain that that room was the room where presumably their silo could communicate with other silos. That was the my. Take I thought that me. too. There's a lot, so I did watch some of the YouTube you know, videos that I like to watch <laughs> that are kind of cheat codes for this. Um, yeah. And there is reading a lot into the expression of Bernard. Tim Robbins, by the way, is amazing. I think he's no Will Patton, but I think he carries most of the show on his shoulders, even more. Well, he definitely carries the Rebecca second Ferguson, half of the show. Even more than Rebecca Ferguson, who is beautiful to look at and a wonderful actress, but kind of one note in this. It's also like, she's yeah, I, I don't know how to put this. Rebecca Ferguson, you're right. She's a great actress, but she doesn't do it. Like, I, I just, I find her so removed that like, it's tough for me to. And it's completely one note in this show. Yeah. Like there's a few yeah. episodes or there's a few instances of like when she's with George. Where you that, see a slightly different flavor. But most yes. of the time she's resentful. Yeah. And, and angry. And bullheaded. Yeah. And, yeah. And not even. Except when the plot makes it convenient for her not to be bullheaded. Except. And she's not even like curious so much as angry. Like she's vengeful. She vengeful, wants to find out. Right. She yes, wants to find. Yes. She's she actually needs a vengeful reason to do to find things out. Like she's not just naturally mm-hmm. curious. Like George is just kind of like, yeah. He just wants to know, and mm-hmm. she's not. And we we discover through her conversation with that. Anyway, I think Tim Robbins carries the weight of the show on his mm-hmm. shoulders. And so I do think it's justified for people to really do minute readings of his facial expressions. <laughs> Well, I think one of the facial expressions, so one of the things that Bernard learns, I think, in his last conversation with Juliet, which it was based on his his acting, you have to conclude this, is that he was not aware that there were underground exits from the side. I don't think he's aware that he may be aware that you're right. He may be aware of other silos. Yes, I think he's aware of other silos, but not aware aware of the fact that you can go between them necessarily. Yeah. Right, and but I don't think he's aware that you can also exit the silo underground. That's Although what I mean. It's not, that you could, that you could yeah, conceivably yeah. travel between the silos. Yeah. Although one of the, so this was another question I had. Like, you know, I don't know why. Like one of the questions I've got going forward, I guess, is presumably with the best heat tape. You know, those silos aren't far from each other. You could actually send someone from silo A to silo B. Oh, yeah, no, B. why are they all separate? That's, like, a huge yeah, question. Exactly. And why would you yeah. want to make people believe they're the last 10,000 people on Earth? Yeah. yeah. Oh, question, are they on Earth? Yeah. I assume they're on Earth. I mean, among other things, yeah. the relics suggest they're on Earth. So, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, I, I thought I mean, that let, was a let, fun out-of-the-box question, but... yeah. The, um, you, you could do, I don't think they're going to do that again for my recollection. Sorry, spoiler alert. Yeah. My vague recollections of the book. That's not the case. It, it would take a lot of work. I, I also want to know what the deal was with that blackout video. So this is the other thing that's bothering me about this. Do you remember that in the first half of the show, there's the episode where they have to kill the power. Oh yeah. And we I have an see, answer for this. 
Oh, okay, good. Because like this is anno- this annoyed the fuck out of me. So we see, you know, the the sensor showing the bleak, desolate landscape. As the power cuts off, it briefly cuts to the Windows ninety two or Windows ninety five screensaver, which looks lovely, Good and fetch. then it goes out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. So Hugh Howie did an AMA. Oh, okay. And this is his response when someone asked about that on the AMA, which is kind yeah. of a, it's it's funny. Which is he was like, I don't know why they did that. Like. <laughs> So the answer is there is no answer. Okay. The answer Fair is he was, like, he was like, I guess they were trying to increase suspense or create something for people to have questions about. But, but it's a massive was like, He was literally like, yeah, I don't know. that That's not in the book. You know, that's not. And he has a lot of input on the show, too. Right. Yeah. My but, understanding is him and Graham Yost work pretty well. Together, but I so, think yeah, yeah. In, the, in the AMA, at least, he's like, I guess they did it to increase the tension. Question mark. But it doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. Them, it's like it's a fake. It actually, it's a fake out. It like yeah. it says it suggests that if you cut the power, oh, it turns out it's lovely outside. Oh, it's no, a mistake on the part the of the. It's a mistake on the part of the creators of the show. Yeah, it's yeah. not a but it, I mean, mistake that's a, on the part of the creators of. It's just dumb. It's just a dumb mistake right. But I don't the, think it, that the creators of the show made. But I'm just going to say it's a dumb conscious mistake. This wasn't an accident. They did that for a reason. And what I'm angry about is that the reason is to fake out people. Which yeah. I don't I'm not I don't have a problem with fake outs. That's fine. But if the reveal it has to be logically consistent, internally logically consistent with the reveal, and it wasn't, and that annoyed me. I agree, that's and I think that's the curse of the mystery box show. And yeah, you know, like yeah. that's where shows got like lost, got in trouble, which is they'd sometimes right. do just weird stuff for the sake of it being yeah. weird mm-hmm. and make people ask questions about it and then mm-hmm. Oh well, just that was just a thing that happened. You know, let's mm-hmm. see. I had another question. The syndrome. Yeah. I don't think you mentioned that in your kind of rundown. I did not. Maybe no. it's not that much of a mystery. It is a genuine mystery to me because at first they made it seem like if you have the syndrome, like you get sent outside or something, I thought. Right. Like, or you you can't work. Like I, the impression I got was that. So so Paul Billings, who is the sheriff who succeeds right. Juliet Nichols has the syndrome it seems pretty clear that if you have the syndrome there are certain jobs you can't and do. also and then he gets an exemption hand tremor i think it's more than that i think the hand tremor is like the the symptom that's most obvious but yeah but why would it be i guess and i w- i guess i wouldn't necessarily want someone with hand tremors to have a gun yeah that would be bad but not many people in the silo have a gun and also, it wouldn't necessarily keep you from working for a long time, like in IT or something. I agree. I think it's like, it's a weird. Be- it's just like a weird ableist thing to me. I mean, the impression I got is that Paul wanted to be a sheriff, and he couldn't have been a sheriff while having the syndrome. At least he didn't. Well, think he could no, because be. his story about being a kid made it sound like having a syndrome is this incredibly shameful thing. That's correct, because there was he tells the story about this other kid who had it, and then like he beats up the kid when yeah when he guesses a secret. It I, let me put this way: it's one of those things where I don't know if the show is bad on it, but it's just shaky on the details, and we don't know enough. Yeah, I would assume that something like the syndrome is maybe really threatening to the silo in the sense that if it becomes clear that there's a fraction of the population that gets this from being in the silo, that's going to be a problem. Except that everybody knows what it is. That's true. No, I think it's just a dumb. I think it's just like they should have some. I needed more. Like it might be totally okay. make sense. It might be something yeah. that completely makes sense. Let's see what else I had. Tiny thing. 
So yeah. they crawl a hundred stories down the trash chute, right? Do they the crawl? Down? Okay, or they right. scale, which is then yeah, that's yeah, a yeah. long way. Yeah, but yeah, fine. Yeah. Right. To have just a single trash chute that goes down the entirety of the silo seems very dangerous to me. Oh, I don't think they only had one trash chute. I think well, there's maybe more than the, one, but and the speed there's more than one. The, yeah, the what you would get at the bottom if mm. you dropped like yeah something anything from a hundred floors up a hundred floors up by the time it yeah. reaches mechanical you're gonna have oh, a crater it's not, it, yeah it's gonna be dust yeah the shrapnel yeah. from that would be bad yeah, so i fair. think that that's a flaw in the silo design there's something wrong with the silo design in the silo that's what i'm trying well, to say a, Dan. when i say something is wrong at the silo i mean the design more than anything else Okay, so like if, if we're going to get to this, like there are a couple things that uh, there are questions about design of the silo and rules of the silo that I am also confused on. I don't understand why the silo bans like telescopes slash microscopes. That doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, I assume we'll have a reveal later. Like it's not that we've learned anything that, that contradicts it, but it's just it's bizarre that they would care about that. I certainly don't understand why the silo couldn't have an elevator that goes up. I believe we will learn about that. Okay. My suspicion is mm-hmm. that it has to do with social engineering. Possibly. I know um, that acting in community is very important to you, Dan, that people learn how to behave in communal ways. It is, Anna. It is kind <laughs> of important to me. So not having an elevator makes sure that you have community like based around where you live. Well, like I'll leave it for this way. At a minimum, I could see... If nothing else, as you say, it's an ableist show in some ways. So if there are people that are handicapped in any way or, or have difficulty getting up the stairs, I could imagine there being an elevator, but like, you know, it's a privilege to get on the elevator yeah. or something. Like, I, I'm not saying you would want the elevator to be common use, but you, I, in emergencies, I think you'd want an elevator. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I, I think I, I'm, I have dim recollections of how this all happens because this okay. series I believe the sequel is a prequel, like that kind of goes. Oh into crap! It. Seriously? Oh, that's going to be annoying. No, no well, I don't know. I don't remember exactly. Okay. And they could go a different direction too. That's true. Yeah. And there's like, well, they go- there's a few books, and I think some of there's them three books. Forward. I think. I think the there's second one has it. Some one of them, maybe it's a separate. God, he's written like a few different series, and they all have like mm-hmm. one name. You know, yeah, like I think one is called Wool and one is called some, I can't remember something. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I'm something. kind of curious All about right. reading it now, but yeah, I I think that there must be some reason, and we're going to find it out if it's a good reason. That I don't know. That That'll I do not fun. know. Do you want to talk about just whether what like what we think of it like as a whole? Like, sure. Yeah, I did want to talk about what I didn't like. On oh, the we'll show. do that first. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I think one of the problems they're going to have going forward, there, there's another problem in the silo on it, which yeah. is all the interesting people except for Tim Robbins have left or died. <laughs> I'm not joking about this. Like, the, you know, the Tim Robbins character remains fascinating. What, Common's Common not is, doing it for eh, you? No, he's not doing it for me. <laughs> no, he's not me either. He's not really doing it for me. You know, like Rashida Jones and David Ayolowo, who, you know, are, are dead already. They were fascinating. And to the extent that you know, Juliet Nichols is the driver of the plot. She was interesting. She's gone as well. None of the other characters terribly. I mean, Walk, I guess, is sort of interesting. But like Lucas Kyle's character, 
who's like the guy who like Juliet occasionally talks to in the cafeteria, was a giant nothing burger. He should stay in the mines as far as I'm concerned. Like I couldn't figure out why there was so much emphasis on him. It it was just uninteresting. Paul Billings is uninteresting. The rest of them are just boring. And so that's going to be a problem going forward. Is Paul Billings the new sheriff? Is that Paul Billings is the new sheriff? Yeah, yeah I I yeah. think he has potential. I mean, he's n- not on the level of any of the other people that you named. I do think we're going to need some new characters, yeah. or it's the Tim Robbins show, which he's really good, but is he that good? Right, right. He needs he, if nothing else, he needs a foil because otherwise it's going to be bad. Like bring back the actually, I really like the actress who played the assistant. Yeah in like the first couple episodes and then she goes away. Another thing I didn't like, and this was just uh, George's video that they all see that, that Juliet sees was like the most amazing box checking exercise I've ever seen in a, in like one of those things where it's like, okay, I'm going to give you exactly the answers that you wanted in this video of like, yes, I was trying to seduce you to like for my own ends, but then I fell in love. Then I loved you. Yeah. 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 Yeah, That actually, that was pretty funny. I thought in some ways it would be better if he was just like, yeah, I was using you. Sorry. Yeah. That would have been like, you know, like that was the only time I laughed at the show is the way I would put it. Like as I was watching that video, I was like, oh, come on, give me a break. Also, also, by the way, like doing the whole expository video, just spit out what you think the conspiracy is. That yeah, that bothered, that. See, that bothered me. That bothered me. He's me. like, you'll see. You'll like, see what? what's happening. Click here. and then. But first, let me tell you this thing for the next 10 minutes. It's like, just spit it out. Yeah. I'd say the other time I laughed at the show is when Juliet says there's something wrong at the silo. Well, right, obviously, because that was because we, <laughs> we determined. That. That's what about you? I love the hardest. I think we've kind of gone over the stuff I don't like. Yeah. I think Common is a real disappointment. Yeah. In terms of his acting, like he, yeah, or maybe it's the character, like the character. I think it's the character to be isn't honest. Given yeah. much, although when when they do give him stuff that's beyond just the role of the heavy, mm-hmm. it does he doesn't super excel. Like I thought no. that the scene with his wife and child and Juliet was actually very good. I'll say that. Right. I think yeah, that was like yeah. a good one act scene, like, you know, yeah. for like a high school drama tryout. Like right. it it was tense and mm-hmm. the the tension between the two of them is I, anyway, I thought that was good. And so he was given chances to be something more than the heavy and he kind of never took them. Correct. And so yeah, there's a sort of lack of other meaningful characters. And I think something else that you and I have discovered in in looking at a lot of this is that when a show has interesting or a movie has characters that just come on the screen for just a second, mm-hmm. but are still interesting, like that's yeah. usually really, really good. Sign. Like The Expanse. I mean, we talked about this. The Expanse did this incredibly well. This show does not do that very well. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. I think that my general feeling about it that I, why I didn't, I sort of wasn't as in love with it the second half, or no, I wasn't ever in love with it, but the reason kind of my attention dropped Drifted. off. Yeah, waned. Waned, that's the word. Yes, thank you, Dan. I got that he, from a high school education on. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't have ever picked it up otherwise. Yeah. It, the urgency of it, like, it, it's just, I think this is, this is you know, a Rebecca Ferguson problem maybe, mm-hmm. is that the urgency of her mission didn't grab me. I let me persuade, I think you identify something that's important and it, it was something that was alienating about the show, which is the problem we had was as viewers 
as you say, this is a puzzle box show. We want to know what the hell is going on outside of the silo. The right. problem is Juliet doesn't actually care about that. You know what? She You're cares right. about George. She cares about George. She wants to solve that. Incidentally, occasionally those two things align and they do align at the end. But the problem is for large stretches of the show, Juliet does not give a rat's ass about what's going on outside the silo, which means that as our, you know, as the protagonist we're supposed to identify with, it becomes harder to do so. And it becomes, I remember this is, I, this is sort of when I think the point at which it, my, my, the ability for me to care, you know, wane, waned, it's a good word, waned, is when she discovers the Georgia travel book and yeah. it's necessary for the plot for her to have it, for it to have a big impact on her. Mm-hmm. I just didn't, believe it and i didn't think why would it like yeah she's not she's not curious right she just wants to know what happened to george no she is curious but she's not curious about what's going on outside the silo she's she's curious about the mechanical stuff and she's curious about what happened to george but as i said the problem is is that it 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 doesn't quite line up and so yeah the other issue i guess i would say is that there were times where like you could tell this is a problem that the Mandalorian occasionally runs into as well, where like there's the grand quest throughout a season, but the grand quest gets sidetracked every once in a while because they got to do like, it's almost like a video game where they've got to complete this level or complete that level to do it. And so like the last couple episodes where Juliet escapes, I was like, okay, now we're soon that we're going to find out. It takes the, like, it takes two more episodes before we get to the reveal. And it was like, they are stretching this out and it was incredibly annoying. Yeah. So is there anything that we liked? I would say the set design was really good. That's a maybe a strange thing to zero in on, but No, the set de- I mean, it's a huge deal with this show because like yeah. it's basically like a single set or it's like a single, you know, thing and that actually matters a great deal. I actually also like the music. The music kept like stayed as earworms for me. I was surprised by that. The, I had the to opening. like double check that it wasn't the Westworld theme. Oh, I haven't watched Westworld. It, oh, Westworld it's yeah. like very similar to Westworld. But yes, I like the Westworld theme, so Sure, I like this as well. Just to reiterate, the heat tape fake out I liked. That was a legitimately good thing. And I do kind of like that the reveal... Let me put it this way. I am going to watch the second season of this because the last 10 minutes of the show raised a fair number of questions, and I'm kind of curious whether they are able to answer them going forward. I like that they're already filming the second season. That's a thing I yes. can say that I like about the show. We're not going to have yes, to wait a year and a half. <laughs> right. And also, apparently, all the scripts were written, so the writer's strike will not impair it, which is good yeah. to know. We're not yes, and it's good picket lines in order to enjoy it. Yeah, also, not a minor thing. It's good to know that Apple renewed the show, because that, that's not a given at this point, you know, in terms of the streaming services. I think the other thing I kind of want to know is, and I, again, like, I'm intrigued by this, I want to know if they go to a different silo. Like, did they set up... I want to know if there was basically, did they set up completely different rules in different silos? And that might be why the silos don't talk to each other. That like the silo we're seeing has a particular, you know, social structure, but maybe like there's another silo where, you know, it's a complete commune, for example. And like, there's, you know, it's like everything is decided collectively. And then there's a Hayekian silo. And I don't know, like, you know. I thought maybe like it could be cultural. Like, cause if the earth really is like, made completely toxic and let's say there's only like this one section of silo like do they bring like a bunch of french people (laughs) (laughs) you know or a bunch of you know east uh, asian people like you know what i mean like do they try to preserve some level of culture like different cultures 
But what I kind of hope now is that there's like a French silo where they they don't speak French. They all just speak like in the Maurice Chevalier accent. <laughs> oh, what are you doing in the silo? Well, that's we have never be seen like you if before. It, if we saw that, it would, that's how it yeah. would be because that's a, it's right. an American TV show. I don't exactly. know why I thought of French. I think that would it would it'd be really stinky. That would be a very smelly silo. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh God. <laughs> That could be but a they would have been been making wine all this time too. Like that's oh, but although like there there's alcohol and you know there is alcohol, the, but it doesn't look like it's wine. I'm thinking there'd be like a there'd be like a silo terrier or whatever. Well, this is the one thing I did, like. It's not champagne. That's just from level twenty two. <laughs> <laughs> champagne is from level thirty three. The silo, the pact says that you can only call it champagne if it comes from level 33. Otherwise, it's sparkling silo wine. <laughs> I'm glad you brought up geographic indicators. My favorite thing about, about international trade. See, there's IR in the silo as well. Yeah, are we going to do IR and capitalism? I feel like there's... no. This okay, is a special good. episode. We don't have to do that. We don't no, have to do no. that. It weirdly, no. like that is a day job thing. Like we do bring yes. our day jobs to this. And these special exactly. episodes are when we don't have to do our day jobs. It's when, we, it's when we all let our hair down and just say what we liked and didn't like about the show. Yeah. I don't think I have much left. I, I, I was going to say kind of a global comment, which I think I am interested in the experiment that is Apple TV. Hmm. Like, well, let me put it this way. Doing What's a lot of really luxurious shows, for lack of a better word. It's not just luxurious shows. It's also luxurious sci-fi. Yeah. I mean, they're sci-fi heavy. Like, there's, it's not just this show. I think season two of Foundation is about to come out. That looks like they spent a fair amount of money on that. I think they have another show called Invasion, which is a sci-fi show. I'm trying to think if there's others. I'm pretty sure there are, but I could be forgetting. A little show called For All Mankind. Oh, For All yeah. Mankind, of course, yes. Also, not a cheap show. Like, you know, these are these are good things to have. So, uh, yeah. We'll be. I'll be curious to see how this this streaming service prevails over time. Yeah, I mean they have an advantage in being like you know Apple because right. it's a, such. Well, a it's like Amazon place. Prime in the same way that like it doesn't really matter if they don't have a brand like you know it's it's almost an afterthought in the in the corporate structure. I'll ask a question before we wrap up. Yeah. Are you reading or watching anything that our listeners might be interested in? I'm glad you asked, Anna. I, I mentioned this on the Discord, but I do want to praise it again. In fact, maybe we can talk about this at some point on the on the podcast. I just finished Gabrielle Zevin's Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow, which is a line from Macbeth. And it is a book about the gaming, about a, a pair of Californians who start developing video games together. And it's about the relationship they, the interesting relationship they have and a few other characters. And I will say I was surprised at how affected I was by it, even though I was just, you know, as listeners know, neither Anna or I nor are, are big on gamers or are big on video games. And I didn't even think I was necessarily. Gamers, we're fine. Gamers. We're fine with gamers. We're fine with gamers. We love gamers. Yeah, right. The actual gaming is the thing. I was actually surprised, I guess, at how gaming literate I was after reading this book, because like there are references to other games that I had at least heard of. And the games that they actually develop in the book are actually kind of cool. And again, extremely well written. It's a great novel. It was, came out, I think, a year ago and has done extremely well. So uh, I, I'm sure our listeners are familiar with it. There was some discussion on the Discord about how games have become perhaps more accessible since you and I last tried, which it has been a while. That is that fair. They are getting to a place where there's a mode where you are playing you're not just like walking through which mm -hmm. is boring and i don't want to do yeah. that right 
but it is accessible to old farts like us. Because <laughs> I have been curious about, I do think, I believe people who argue that it's a, it's, it's a narrative in its own right, and there can be very beautiful oh, sure. stories told through games. It's well, I mean, The Last like, of Us is clear evidence of that. That's Yeah, yeah. it's just yeah. I've never been able to be good enough to get, to be able to like appreciate the story. I just want to add that someone has to create a company called Old Fart Games. I think that would actually make a ton of money and you know, just putting that out there into the universe. Right. And you had something else, Dan. I did, just to say, and maybe we should talk about this at some point. I'm enjoying season two of Strange New Worlds. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. This is a show that is really getting into the groove is the way I would put it. And yeah, it, it, I'm actually legit amazed at how well that show has clicked compared to the other Star Trek shows that are out there. I mean, the last season of Star Trek Picard was okay for a while and then incredibly disappointing in the ending. Star Trek Discovery has had its own issues. Again, there are times where it's really good, but like it it, it has a weird relationship to the record of the Trek universe. And Lower Decks, I love to death, but it is a, you have to be steeped in the canon to enjoy that show. It's, it's Anson Mount's hair. It's just undefeatable. That it's hair, just, man. Jesus. It, it is, is almost distracting. Like it's, when I'm watching the show, I'm just like, wow, that. Captain Pike's hair, man. How could he be anything but Captain Pike? Because yes. that hair needs that hair to be is... on the head of a captain. Like, yes, that is captain's level hair. Like, I, I don't. It's possible he wasn't even that good at his previous time. But I'm betting the Starfleet Board of Review looked at that and thought, okay, we're promoting that dude. Like, I that agree. I, I saw the most recent episode, and it's what it's interesting about it to me is that it it, it combines kind of the best elements of the original series with prestige TV. Yeah, I agree. I it's agree. episodic well, it, in a way, right? And it has mm-hmm. somewhat even like, you know, new planet, new new week, new planet, you right. know? Mm-hmm. But the acting is really, really good. Yeah. They're sparing no expense on, you know, what it looks like. And right. it has a depth to the characters that is prestige TV kind of depth. I would say I would go even further than that. The thing that's impressive about the show, and it's, it's a tough tightrope to walk. It has the depth of character, but what it also avoids, and this was the real problem I've always had with Discovery, is it has the depth of character, but it keeps the emotionalism in check. Mm-hmm. In the sense that they're all in Starfleet, you know, like yeah, they're going to face crises. They might occasionally wig out, but they're not going to be crying every moment of the day, or you know you know, constantly needing to like be bucked up. It was, you know, there's a, there was a bit on discovery where it was like, just get your shit together for God's sake. Yeah. Did you watch the, have you watched the most recent one? Yes. I want to be clear. Are we talking about the episode where people start to forget? Yeah. 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 That was actually like, there were about 15 minutes in that episode where I found profoundly disturbing, like in a good way. Like I would like, it was really terrifying watching that, that and that um speaking of like good good small parts the guy that played the native to that planet like had to carry so much and i think really did also by the way as a social scientist legit fascinating the idea of like so in the the premise of this show is that it's a uh, they're on a planet where people forget most of their factual information but they retain emotional memories and the idea that they would build up a sort of religion or meditation meditative philosophy around that made perfect sense it was it's a great idea whoever came up with that and yeah that that character does a a lovely job with what is a you know not a huge role so yeah I agree. and i don't want to say too much more about it because there would be spoilers but i think that when you talk about not getting they're still in starfleet and so they can't feel too sorry for themselves i think that the show does a good job of like 
there's human pathos, but these right. are fucking like Starfleet officers. Right. And actually, and by the way, I, just to be clear, it's not like they're automatons. In this, the episode yeah. previous to this one, there's a moment where La'an breaks down at the very end because she can't really talk to anyone about what she had just experienced. And I thought that was earned. That was a great moment. Totally makes sense. I'm glad they did that. But it wasn't more than that, if that makes any sense. And so, yeah. you know, I, the, the, it, I think the show has finally hit a 21st century formula is the way I would put it for having to do Star Trek, which is, you know, promising. Okay, Anna, do you, uh, what about you? Do Is there anything you're watching, viewing, that uh, reading that uh, you would recommend? Well, I have a kitten. I have a new kitten, Dan. <laughs> well, that goes without saying. So I have been watching him and viewing him, and he fits into our, you know, our universe because he's a black cat, so he's spooky. Mm. Okay. He's just getting wiggly. I wasn't actually going to talk about him. So the show From, which is... Mm-hmm. MGM, MGM Plus. Plus, which is a yeah. streaming service that I feel y'all should watch this show now because I don't see it MGM, might not be there much longer. I don't see MGM Plus being like a platform that people are really clamoring to have on their on their devices. But it shall, stars Harold Perrineau, who you might recognize from Lost. He's the sheriff. Wow, lots of sheriffs uh, mm-hmm. in our in our show yeah. today, and it's a town. And Dan, there are zombies. You should take a look at it. Will, it's a town a that every night is besieged by zombies. Ooh, okay. And you are it's also a town that you are trapped in. You will people get get there oh. by all sorts of ways, all sorts of places in the country, although interesting question for, you know, us as people who know that there's a rest of the world out there is I don't know is there a town like this in every country in every continent? Because <laughs> everyone in this town is from America but just different parts of it. Like they're driving through some part of the country and they stumble upon this town and then they can't leave. And something might be amiss in the town is what you're saying. Something is amiss. It's zombies. (laughs) That is not a mystery. The mystery is how did they get there? Why are they there? Who's bringing, Mm. like, what's the point of being there? And I mean, there's definite IR actually, because one of the things that happens is the townspeople are kind of living in a state of nature until Harold Perrineau's character gets there. Like it's oh, okay. just, you know, everyone's out for, for themselves. Like, Oh, so the show, the show doesn't start with him as sheriff. He winds up becoming sheriff. No, it starts as sheriff, but then they're flashbacks. Oh, I see. Okay. Fair enough. And yeah. because it does, you do wonder if you're people like us, like, huh, I wonder how it got to be that there's this fairly well organized, yeah. you know, social structure just from people randomly arriving there. And it turns out there wasn't a fairly well-structured social structure, uh, a fairly, you know, distinct social structure until they decided to make one. And it is genuinely spooky, I will say. And I did binge it. I kind of held off because sometimes when you're binging something, you have to stop so you can continue to enjoy it later Mm -hmm. because I'm mostly an adult now. (laughs) <laughs> and I can sometimes not just sit down and binge things all in one watching. <laughs> sometimes. There is, there is something I kind of want to watch at some point. I think it's now available on Amazon Prime because it's a movie that just came out, but it's called Biosphere with Sterling K. Brown and Mark Duplass. Oh. Which it, it's the, I think the trailer suggests that it's basically two people living in a biodome and then they're the only ones alive. Hence the title, so, Biodome. Yes. Yeah. Yes, right. or biosphere, yeah, yeah. Biosphere. But 
I think there's some sort of calamity that happens, and then they only, there are the only two people alive in the world. But like the 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 trailer looks interesting, and Sterling K. Brown is just a fascinating actor. I will watch him in pretty much anything. All right. Well, so we've I think wrapped up on what's wrong at the silo, both on yes, our, we have both in the sense of what's wrong at the silo and what's wrong with the show silo. What's wrong with the show, the silo? And in terms of but could be fixed, coming, yeah. right? But in terms of what's coming up, we cannot say. Because this is a special episode and we are not sure when it will drop. We haven't done a ton of these, but Mm -hmm. they are basically, they come about when we have something we want to talk about and we figure y'all might want to eavesdrop. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) until that happens again. Keep this channel open for more.